This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you're a mom, you're a superhero. That's right. Own it. We possess a unique superpower of intuition, a sixth sense for what our kids are up to, how they feel, what they want, and when they want it. Yep, it's amazing. I call this mom sense. Oftentimes, we are Googling for answers, joining Facebook groups, or relegating to taking unsolicited advice from our friends when all we have to do is listen to that voice inside us. No, not the one that's telling you you're fat. The other voice, the one that seems to know everything when it comes to your kids and leaves you feeling confident, empowered, purposeful, and all things hashtag mom goals. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm a mother of twin toddlers and a baby, double the fun plus one. And I can honestly say that now that I'm a mom, I feel like my life is just getting started. On my podcast, I interview industry experts and real-life mamas on their MomSense experiences, tackling topics like how to teach kids to meditate, what it takes to have the marriage you've always dreamed of, and how to master your car makeup routine. Grab your latte that's probably ice cold by now and take a listen to That's Total Mom Sense. Hi, everyone. You are listening to That's Total Mom Sense, and today I am so, so excited to have two amazing women on the show, Brooke Allen and Heather Lovato. They are the founders of Soul Space. So Brooke and Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Hello, everybody. Great. So can you do a little um, intro of yourselves? Yes. So this is Heather speaking. Um, I am... I've been an entrepreneur for, gosh, almost eight years. Um, Married my lovely husband, Nick, a little over three years ago, and have a bun in the oven, my second baby, and a little squeezable, adorable son, Vaughn, who is just just turned two. So I'm very much in the midst of balancing work life, mom life, married life, my life, (laughs) and figuring out everything in between. And I am Brooke Allen. Um, So I am a newer entrepreneur and mom of one son, Aiden, who's two and a half, and I'm seven months pregnant. I knew all the numbers before the first time around. I knew every single week, and this time I'm slow to remember that. (laughs) So I left my nine to five a year ago to um, work for myself. And so like I said, I'm a newer entrepreneur, and we'll get into that a little bit later but I live in Orange County, um, local to Heather. Yeah, we're, we're both OCD. We're in the same bed right now. For all, <laughs> all disclosure, we're real and raw over here. When you become an entrepreneur, your bedroom becomes your office sometimes. It's, it's definitely a cool experience to have you know, one of your closest friends be building this creative space, which is soul space. Um, we also work together on consulting projects. So we each have our own businesses and we bring each other in all the time to support certain scopes. So we have that 
additional business relationship plus our friendship. So we got we got a lot going on. And our sons are so cute together. So <laughs> they're so close to me. We've got our tribe and they've got their little bestie moments. And now we've got these girls, um, because we're both pregnant with girls. So now these girls are coming nine weeks apart and just love the whole dynamic of everything. So um Heather, let's start with you. Tell us about your um work prior to starting Soul Space and your consulting work. Yeah. So I, um, and Brooke always reminds me of this cause I don't, I didn't really think I was an entrepreneur at heart, but I look back and, um, I definitely was. And she actually was the one who made me realize that she kind of hit me over the head and she's like, you've always been an entrepreneur. What are you talking about? I was like, Oh my gosh, you're right. Cause even in college I needed some extra money. So I started a scrapbooking company called scrap monkey. And uh, <laughs> I basically, made all these moms scrapbooks because back then like creative memories is a big thing scrapbooking was a huge thing and these moms had all these photos but didn't have the time to kind of put them in these collages so I would just sit in my dorm room and make all these books for people and I also became a creative memories consultant so I sold them the product and then I also so I made commission on that and then I actually charged them per page for the book so um I looked back at just these random odd and in little businesses I kind of started along the way just to to support myself. And um, it, you know, led me out of college to actually meeting Brooke at my first job. Um, we w- both worked at the buddy group and um, worked there for a little while and then made my way to deciding to start my own business almost eight years ago called Clover PR. And Clover PR is a conscious creative agency. So back when green beauty and mindfulness was kind of just scratching the surface. My business partner, Lana, and I decided we wanted to go off on our own. Um, we didn't actually even know if we wanted to have a partner. And then we met, we we're just so on the same wavelength, like, okay, let's try this out. And it kind of just grew, organically grew into a business. Um, we started out as a PR firm. That was both of our backgrounds. I brought in social media since I have um, digital background as well. And over the years, we have grown to be a full-fledged agency. So we have branding, media production, events creation that we do, and then PR and social media and influencer management. And it's been really cool. So, you know, this brand started back when I was, as we say in our intro, single AF. (laughs) (laughs) That was my, my husband. Like I was married to creating this business and um, in the midst of that, met my husband and, um, you know, had had the priorities of the business shift a little bit because I wanted to make space for him in my life. And, um, you know, then eventually just kept kind of shifting. When Alana and I started Clover, when we were both super single, we had a vision of it being a business that would support us when we were married, when we had children, um, and not be this, you know, 60, 70 hour a week grind to be a business owner. So we actually built it knowing where we wanted it to take us as well as how we wanted it to support our staff and really be able to be that for them as well. So really having that work-life balance. And now we're here eight years later, we're working, you know, very high level on the business. Um, We have a team that helps support us. It's just been a really great experience. Um, I do some consulting because there are some projects that don't really fit within Clover, but I I am interested in. So like I'll do, you know, a consulting project here and there. And that's where Brooke and I really work a lot together, which is fun because it kind of just gives me a different creative outlet. It's a lot of strategy stuff. Um, which just challenges my brain in different ways. And um, I've really just been so blessed to be able to 
have that vision eight years ago and see it come to life now as I'm about to bring baby number two into the world. That's incredible. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about um, some of the clients that you've worked with? Yeah. So I've worked with huge corporations like Nike, Kings Hawaiian, you know, Burke Williams Day Spa, all the way to as we um, got into Clover a little bit more in like the beauty, health and wellness space. So like Spa Ritual, La Bella Figura, Work Beauty, um, we've worked with an incredible, um, DNA fitness brand called fitness jeans, where they literally like test your DNA and then tell you how you should be working out and eating per your body's, um, genetic makeup, which is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, even with cool up and coming mom brands like happy mom conference and, um, lactation lab, which is the first of its kind breast milk, um, test where you can literally take a sample of your milk, send it in. And their goal is not, you know, breast is best. It's literally just helping moms feel at peace with knowing, okay, my body isn't producing the right nutrients. I need to do formula or, oh, if I add this, this, and this to my diet, I can actually, my breast milk will be more optimized or your breast milk's fine. You just got to get in a rhythm with your baby. And the the founder of that's a, a pediatrician that um, works at UCLA and it's just incredible. So we've been really lucky to work with a bunch of different brands um, that are just really thoughtful in their business um, and and what they're putting out. Even companies like Glace Bottle, which is a crystal uh, water bottle. It's a very simple product, but the the thought and the methodologies behind it are so incredible and they've just done it so right that, you know, even bringing that to the market has just been really cool. Wow. That's, that's really amazing. Now, Brooke, tell us your story. Yeah. So I have a very different story than Heather's and that's why we work well <laughs> together <laughs> as our personalities and also just our paths. Um, so I um, went to college for communication way back when, Did had no idea what I wanted to do. I came home after I graduated and started just to, you know, make money. Um, I was a nanny for three years. And so I was just kind of like, I, I don't really know what I want to do, but I know I want to be in an office. I want to be a businesswoman. <laughs> that was years ago, um, even actually before social media, because I remember when I was doing my interviews, someone asked me about like, okay, so do you know what social media is? And I was like, no. And the job was totally needing to know social media, which at the time I was like, no, I have no idea. But I was on Facebook. So I, I guess I did know it, but I was like, what is this thing? So mm-hmm. <laughs> that I ended up um, going on to intern at the, which is um, a creative uh, agency locally. And that's where I worked with Heather and I started as an intern there and I was managing social media accounts. So it turns out that's what I ended up falling into. Um, but I grew up in a very like family whose traditional mom and dad roles. Uh, my dad was a teacher, normal nine to five job. Um, I never was exposed to any entrepreneur type people. Um, probably now I could figure out some people in my family that were, but very like play it safe type of family. Um, you know, and my mom was always like, you're representing the family when you're out there. So I never had like a risk taking bone in my body. So I stayed at my first job and not necessarily because of comfort. And yeah, that was probably part of it too, but being at a small agency, um, I just had like so many opportunities to get pushed into the deep end and, you know, find my way out and figure things out because it was small. Everyone wore multiple hats. So I, I was there for about eight years, which is not normal for our generation by any means. And especially in the marketing agency world, 
a lot of ways to move up is to have to jump, you know, to different agencies. So I was there for eight years and that's when I, towards the end of my last year, I had my son and um, I just knew just the timing of things were shifting in the agency. And I was like, I, you know, I need to go and try something else. So I went to a development agency for a year and very different experience as I came from a creative background and moving to a very tech heavy um, agency, I definitely learned a lot, but it wasn't my, you know, perfect fit. I missed the creative team. I missed being able to do marketing plans and launch campaigns and all that stuff. So all the while I was doing stuff on the side, um, to fulfill that. So doing some contract work and I guess nowadays we call it the side hustle <laughs> where I was doing that, you know, stuff at night and, not interfering with my day job, but just really building up my clientele. And I got to a point where I was able to make the move. And mainly it was so I could have the flexibility to be with my son more. But if somebody would have told me when I had my son, you know, a year and a half prior to that, you will be working for yourself in, you know, 18 months, I would have been like, yeah, right. That's a joke. <laughs> like I never, it was never really like I was pursuing to be an entrepreneur or work for myself. Like that was never the case. Um, so when I did make the shift, it was huge because I didn't leave my nine to five being like, okay, now I'm starting a business and this is what my brand name is. And I really just changed into like, oh, I'm going to be working from home. Um, harsh reality. When I did make the move, it was like, no, you are starting a business. Like, get it together. Um, so I didn't really have like this vision that was coming to life. And I went through a lot of like rough times of trying to figure out who I was, what I wanted to do. Like, it was a bigger transition emotionally than I thought it was going to be. And then here I am also spending a ton more time with my son, which I had, you know, didn't have the flexibility to do so before. So very, very different kind of um, journey into entrepreneurship. And that's like a huge part of where Soul Space developed is I found like a lot of um, kind of my mentorship and my, <laughs> my gripes and calling and crying to Heather, where she was, had been obviously in this for eight years, like she had it down pat and I was able to be like, what do you do when a client does this and blah, 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 blah. And it was just a relationship that we both had where it was relatable because we're friends. Um, it was relatable because we're moms. And then we both did like similar lines of work. And that's hard to find in a friend group. You know, you may have some commonalities between family and friendship and, you know, went to school or whatever. But trying to find that person that also has um, like the entrepreneurship or even full-time working background and also wanting to be a full-time mom um, can be hard to find in your like local community. So that's where kind of Heather and I crossed over. We were already doing contract work together and then Soul Space became um, a thing <laughs> that it is today. That is so beautiful. Um, and I think that just the dichotomy here, the different skills and personalities and stories that you bring to the table is really, really compelling because so many of our listeners who are um, you know, moms who either are entrepreneurs or want to be can relate to this, you know, totally. they can relate to Heather's story if they if they've been in the industry for a long time, or Brooke, your story, because they they want to just get into it, you know? Um, and like soul space, I feel is just the culmination of all of your hard work and your strengths like combined, which is just really, really incredible. So tell us about that, how you guys kind of started that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely kind of like what I was saying, it definitely started out of a need that we both had, which sounds cliche. I mean, a lot of people always say, how did your business start? Well, it was a need that we knew that needed to grow or whatever, but we felt personally that it was something that, um, you know, and I'll speak for myself because Heather will talk as well, but I didn't have that creative outlet when I was at the development agency that I was looking for. And then even moving into entrepreneurship at the first year, like you're taking on work like that you have to take on to survive. Like I'm not really at a position where I can say no to things. Um, so wanting to do stuff that like what I wanted to be the brand for once, you know, I've always been in a position where I'm at an agency, so I've never been brand side. Um, so it was exciting to think like I can make up what I want it to be and follow through with it and, you know, see the successes are tied to like my happiness. So it was just such a different, um, thing for me than I had ever done before. And that's very similar to how I felt. It's actually funny. We, we would meet at lazy dog a lot to Mm -hmm. kind of do our contact work slash brainstorming and have lunch. And that was just kind of like our office spot. And that's where, um, ironically, that's where Clover PR, we, Alana and I were there and created our first tagline. And then with Brooke there, like so yeah, many years later, so we funny. bring full space to fruition. So I guess that lazy dog is my spirit animal. <laughs> so I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> a lazy dog. Yeah. Who does a lot of incredible ideation apparently. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we were, you know, sitting around one day and I was actually kind of just writing on a little topic that we're going to put on our blog about this, but it was like, um, trying to, you know, everyone says like, oh, balance isn't a thing, but I think it's rhythm when you're looking for what you're trying to figure out when you go into motherhood, you're trying to find your new rhythm. Like, how do I balance work? How do I balance motherhood? How do I balance my relationship? How do I still have me in part of this equation? Um, so you don't realize how quick that goes out the window. And for me, it was a need of just, I needed something that was 100% me. Cause even with Clover, it's mine, but I'm working for other businesses. So like Brooke said, I'm on the agency side. I'm not, you know, bringing these brands to fruition. I'm able to be creative, but I also do a lot of the back end business stuff. So I needed that creative outlet really, really bad. And, um, so when we started talking about what we kind of both were craving, it just came, it just kind of came together, which was really cool. And we've developed soul space to be really just a woman's collective. So we have our digital community of our podcast that comes out every Wednesday. We have um, our Instagram at soulspace.co. And then we've got our blog, which is at our website, um, www.soulspace.co. Um, we write a lot of the blog content. We also have guest bloggers on there. Um, and then we do events as well. So really getting that in-person community connection here locally in Orange County, hopefully to expand to LA, San Diego, you know, and across the nation um, is our goal. And maybe even having a space one day, like we really wanted to selfishly fulfill our need for connection um, and expression, but then also, you know, it really created this whole movement of us just bringing everyone together for things like we had an event that was a wellness event that was really cool. Um, and it was talking about entrepreneurship and we had the founder of 31 bits there and we, um, had yummy food and it was just a really nice like girls night. And then we just did, um, an event a few months ago at the new mom school in Newport beach where we brought in a therapist, Sahar Martinez. And the first part was pampering. They had like chair massage from Swag Gregory's. They had 
little hand facials from Bosha. They had bump emblems there to sip on. We had true food, kitchen food, and it was really just like mingling. And then they went into a workshop session where they talked about communication in relationships. Literally people like didn't want to leave mm-hmm. with the heart. It was so cool. Yeah, it's been so amazing. So when we started, it was all digital and really looking to be a resource for women that are like us. So like-minded, I mean, obviously we love the diversity, but people that are mom, there are four things we really focus on and it's motherhood, um, relationships, entrepreneurship, and, um, Womanhood. Womanhood. I'm like, motherhood again. (laughs) So those are really like our four core pillars. And we focus all our content around that. So we started digitally and then had the two events that Heather talked about in person. And we just wanted to really emulate what we had been building online. So being that resource where people can come to us if they have questions about entrepreneurship or motherhood or whatever it may be that they're finding resources through us by the different people that were spotlighting the experts or not even experts, just like-minded moms. And so it's really been really, really fulfilling in more ways than I think we intended it to be. So let's talk time management. We as moms really understand how to optimize our time. I feel we get really resourceful and, you know, and when you're an entrepreneur, it's twofold. So Um, Tell us some of the tactics that you kind of deploy that help you through your time management of your day. Sure. So this is Heather again. Um, Brooke and I are big proponents of sharing. We have help. Like (laughs) capitalize, italic, bold, underline, exclamation points. Because a lot of people always ask us, oh my gosh, how do you guys do it all? It's so crazy. You do this, 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 and this. It's like, we aren't, no one is superwoman. We aren't, you know, just control like I wanted I was gonna say Wonder Woman too but I, why do I need to name all the superheroes we just aren't like, we're not supernatural okay like we have help I have a full-time nanny Brooke has her son in preschool full-time like we are able to have dedicated time to do our business work um, otherwise it wouldn't happen there's no. absolutely no way We could do everything we do without having help so that but it's funny because like Heather said everyone thinks that whenever I talk about like what I'm doing, they're like, and you have Aiden at home with you. I'm like, hell no. Like people, <laughs> two and a half. I can't yeah. get work done with him at mama, home. Mama, 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 Like you did they assume yeah. entrepreneurship, you're working from home. Oh, you have your kid there too. Like yeah. hell to the no. No. And I, I do have in-home help, which is amazing. So I get a pop down. I see him when I want to see him. And um, it's incredible. Or if I hear he's having a rough moment, I can like take a break and you know, go be there for him and things like that. So um, but we, yeah, first and foremost, if you're trying to conquer the world, you're going to need help. It's not a story. <laughs> yeah. Or you will just, Make something sure. will, will lack. Um, but I do, and I've done this with Clover for a long time now is I work in time blocking. So I have, um, and Brooke and I both do, but she has a different strategy than I do. I work like by the day. So Mondays I have my team sync. There Mondays are pretty strict, no call, no meetings, unless it's absolutely necessary for a client because Mondays are crazy. you got all the emails you got to catch up to from, you know, Friday to the weekend. Um, you've got fire drills coming in. Like it just can be a very busy day and it's also a great day to get organized. So for the most part, Mondays are thinking with the team, getting our client strategies together for the week and getting organized and executing on work. Um, Tuesdays are meeting days. So Tuesdays, I may rarely be on email. I may just be back to back meetings. Um, same with Thursdays. 
Wednesday is a no call, no meeting day. So I literally, unless it's an absolute emergency, I have nothing on my calendar because it's a straight work day. So that's where I just pump out anything I need to do creatively, any, you know, um, business work I need to do, contract writing, accounting, whatever it might be. Um, that's, you know, the day that we just all as a team. So even our account managers, it's everyone, it's across the board. That's like our big work day. Um, and then Friday's kind of a free for all, you know, Lana and I really, um, don't work on Fridays. That's a day for what that we're with our kids. But, um, if we do pop on or whatever, you know, kind of just is a free day. And then we have summer Fridays for our staff to kind of give them that break in between. Cause you know, things can get pretty hectic during the year. So then on my side, um, it's a little bit different just because of kind of how I'm set up. I'm more working as an individual versus on a team. So I do a lot of my work as like white labeled through agencies. So I'm kind of at the mercy of the agency's clients calendar as well. So they're, you know, trying to coordinate a lot. So how I like to time block and I have, so my son leaves at seven in the morning and I have to pick him up, like basically end my day by four. So I'm in a limited time span as far as the day goes. So I block based off of time per day as opposed to days. So I'm like, you know, I have to work on X client. I'm going to work on them from seven to 10 and then I'm going to move to the other client or I'll start the week with like my list of priorities and then time block based off of the priorities and deadlines of that week. So it's a little bit different. Um, it will change when I have the second baby though, because I'm not going to have um, the full-time care, just, you know, the expenses don't make sense. So I'm going to be working um, more like on three days a week versus spread out over five, like kind of watered. Well, right now I guess I'm watered down between four days. So I'm really going to have to hone in on <laughs> time blocking. The, the method I follow is called like the Pomodoro method where you set the timer and do like a specific task for a certain amount of time, take a break, um, you know, either continue with that task where you start your next one. Um, so it's a little bit different as far as time blocking, but essentially is what works for me. At the beginning, I was all over the place um, and just a crazy person. You do have to find some type of method. Um, but I also worked with a business coach that helped me to really prioritize the business side of my, you know, cause it's not like I'm not just doing work for my clients. I also have to manage my business as well. So, um, that really helped me to, to prioritize. And then for soul space, we actually do something completely different. So we have one day a week where we meet on soul space and Brooke and I talk on Mondays as well as kind of that internal team sync to get our personal to do's together for, um, that business. And then um, we work in batch working per month. So what we do is every Wednesday of the month we're meeting. And like today, for instance, is a recording day. So we have back-to-back recordings, whether it's us recording our personal podcast or, you know, working with brands like you and being on their podcast, it's mostly that. And if we have extra time, we'll build in tasks that we need to do. But um, we have like one of the days is creative brainstorming. So looking forward to the next month or if we're planning a quarter out or something like that, we're kind of in that creative space all day. Um, Then we've got kind of content creation and review. So we've got these different kind of labels for each day of the week. And we just focus on those specific tasks versus each day having recording, writing, brainstorming, you know, all the different things we need to do. Um, And it really, we found that, probably like four or five months, I think, into creating it because we were just like, oh my gosh, we're so overwhelmed. There's so many different pieces we have to do with this business. 
how do we figure it all out? And we really found making the day be specific to certain tasks has helped us a ton. And that also then helps us like divvy out what we're going to do throughout the week. Mm-hmm. So then we're working because at the beginning, I think we were just, I mean, we were still formulating what we're doing. So we would meet and we would like want to do it all together. But there's so much stuff that <clears throat> we can assign to each other to do throughout the week and then come back and touch base. And right now we are like 110% crazy though, because our end of year is basically this month because Heather's going on maternity leave. And then when she's on maternity leave, then I'll have my baby. So we're crossing over in our maternity leave. So we're basically treating like August as like we have to have everything done and planned for up through October and then scale back and take a break for November and December on our content. (laughs) So we're not doing the work over the fall. It's already like pre-planned. So we're like crazy people right now. Yeah. Normally it's, it's pretty mellow, but yeah, we are, we're basically shoving 12 months into nine and calling it a day. So it's been a little interesting. Are there any project management tools or apps that you swear by? So one thing we're not good about and we're trying to find (laughs) is um, our communication stream. So one thing that we do is like we text each other. We also Instagram message each other. (laughs) We Google chat each other. Email. (laughs) Um, So we're all over the place with that. We have tried to streamline because I've done with other agencies and other companies um, is utilizing Slack for communication which is an app and also a desktop app. And that like seems to be really great, but it's kind of in our, you know, what we're doing, it's kind of hard to streamline that. Um, And this is all in regards to SoulSpace. We have very specific things we do for For our business, business. (laughs) but for, for whatever reason, SoulSpace is like that, that second child that just like gets away with everything somehow and is like running amok because, and I think that's what second children are. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'll find out. Yeah. Um, but we're also just reporting to ourselves. And yeah. So and we're different. friends in it too. So it's like, it's got a little gray, but we do need to find like what we should streamline for that. We are religious about using Planoly for um, our social media content. So that really helps us between scheduling um, we create our grid in there for aesthetics. We write copy in there. Um, that's been a really great thing for us. Also using Google Drive. I was going to say Google yeah, Drive. Yeah, Google Drive is like our okay. Bible. If that ever, anything ever happened to that, we would be up. Shit yeah. Freak. And it's nice because <laughs> we can like connect on our phones with Google Drive. Yeah. Um, our folder structure is super organized. So like, you know, anytime we have um, a podcast plan, like everything's in the folder from like what we're posting on um, through email to like the show notes, like everything's super organized that way. Otherwise, like we would definitely be up shit and yeah. So that is probably our biggest hub as far as like streamlining our work. And then also making sure like we're able to track notes in there and we're able to, you know, there's not like version, we have version control in there. So there's not issues with that. And that's something that um, for Clover PR we use as well. A lot of Google Drive. Um, we use Asana as a task manager. It's a free website that we love. So we have each client in there and we just put different tasks and deliverables, which has been really helpful. Um, One thing we've personally done, and I'm not great at it, and I know Heather's not either. She'll speak to that. Um, But we've also personally done, because when we, like, you know, working for ourselves, we're also trying to create bandwidth to be with our sons and family more. So try to, like, apply the Apple screen time. So we both have Apple iPhones and 
they have the built-in. I know there's apps for Android as well, but it basically notifies you when you're like out of time for that specific, like if it's social media or email or whatever you want to put the blockers on. Um, Sometimes it doesn't work because it's a little bit unique in that we also manage client social media. So our work is social media, you know, so it's not just about personal Um, But it really does help to like make sure that you're not like going off and doing stuff like crazy, just getting down rabbit holes without a purpose. Um, It gives you kind of those blinders. Yeah. And I think the other thing is our calendars. I mean, we really use like basic, simple tools and we just keep ourselves accountable. And our calendars are a big deal too. Because like I said, back with um, how we batch work for full space, like book out our our recording meetings in there even if we're just doing personal recordings with each other we make time we make appointments for those so that we don't get off track because it's so easy to working with your friend to just start talking about life and it's like a girl date all day you know so we make sure that we keep ourselves on task and get a little bit into business mode and and keep one another you know I start rambling Brooke's like okay come on (laughs) get back and I do to her and um, our calendars help us do that too. Cause that little reminder, like, Oh shoot, we're supposed to be doing this right yeah. now. Okay. Let's we're off track. Let's get back. And across the board, the calendar, we, I use Google for my calendar. I have like four email addresses for different work type things. So being able to see them all in one, mm-hmm. um, view of like, you know, that way I'm not missing anything personally for my contract work for soul space. It's all in one place. Yeah. I came across a blog on soul space called how to maximize your maternity leave. And I thought that was great. Um, So how are you maximizing both of your maternity leaves um, while while working and kind of preparing yourself because you are entrepreneurs, you're answerable to yourselves. How are you doing that at this point in time before your baby girls arrive? The way we're maximizing our maternity, um, one, is relying on each other, thankfully, um, even as, you know, taking Clover out of it, which I have support for, I still have consulting stuff and we have soul space. And thankfully we're able to kind of bounce off each other for those things and keep those running. What we kind of talked about prior to of kind of pre-working, we're at a place where we can pre-record, we can pre-write blogs. We've got um, November, December, we're taking off. We're not technically on for soul space, but we've got incredible partners that we're working with who are going to do Insta takeovers and do blog content, um, and really spotlight people that we value, um, during those months, we're going to be on and like doing stories and stuff as we uh, get into our rhythm with our new babies, but, um, really, you know, leaning on people too. So even if you're not having social media platforms to manage or whatever, like find those people that can help you to give you little spaces of time to go get a pedicure or take a nap or whatever it might be. Um, really taking the time to figure out what those things are, you're going to need during your maternity leave and how to ask for the right help and not feel guilty about it. Like I, I have a friend who desperately needs a nap and she is, you know, help a couple days a week and she will not take a nap. She's like, I just feel bad. I'm paying someone. I got to be productive. I'm like, you taking a nap will make you productive. And I get it because I felt guilty at first too. And then being so pregnant, I was like, I don't even care anymore. Like my sanity is worth what I'm paying someone to help with my son right now so that I can sleep and be a good mom when I come back into that mode, you know? So that's something too, is I'm, I've really dialed into what help I need when I go on maternity, even though I have the majority of work off my plate. Um, there's still other things I need, like preparing food and and all of that. Um, and just really making sure I'm going to be present during that time. 
Yeah, and I think the huge thing I learned the first time around, first time I was in a nine-to-five where we had planned coverage for my role at my job, um, so very, very different. I was able to take five months off. Like, I know it's very different than it will be this time around. Um, but what I learned hugely was, like, the preparation. So, like, I had, like, guides up the wazoo how to do specific things while I was out for specific clients where I left feeling like that's all I could do, like, 100%. Like, they, if they can't figure it out, like, sorry. <laughs> and I, we're both now, second time, like, huge, huge proponents on taking the time off. Like, it is so vital for your personal health and for your family's health that you fully disconnect. And the first time I did not check email for probably like at least a month or two. So this time I'm definitely going to set up. I mean, I have great relationships with my clients where they obviously know I'm pregnant. Um, I'm fully shutting off November, December. They'll know that, you know, my away message will say the time that I'm out. So everything like being pre-planned as much as you can. So you do not have to worry about anything while you're off. And I know that's not ideal for everybody's businesses. There's nuances for sure. Um, But I think like having the time and space to really like welcome your new baby and transition as a family is like already so much on you that adding in a layer of business, like if it's 10 o'clock at night and you're checking your email and you see something that like is a fire that you really can't even deal with, like it's going to set you off and emotionally you're, you may not be in a place to handle it. You know, your hormones are changing. Like there's so much going on that you really need to like give yourself the space to have that. And you'll never regret, honestly, you'll never regret taking the time to be with your family. Mm-hmm. You'll regret jumping back into work too early. How has motherhood changed you? Um, I think motherhood has really made me um, kind of think about like priorities more. It's still definitely a struggle, but at the end of the day, like whenever I do a bunch of exercises with my business coach of like where my priorities lie and you narrow things down and family comes up as number one every single time. And no matter which way I do it, it always comes up as the importance. And so um, I knew that before as I came from a close family, but having a child is so much more different um, in your person, like impacts you in such a personal way that you're, you know, you're bringing up a human being and we're in a climate where there's so much chaos. Um, there's so much going on from a digital perspective, media overload. There's just so much stuff that like can impact your child. So really being thoughtful and thinking about what priorities you want to instill in yourself. And I think hugely, I don't think I did it as much the whole idea of self-care, like that has changed for me for sure. Like I really have start like you know I have my nail appointment and my puppy appointment like every six weeks I get my hair done those things I'm not ashamed of and I think that's part of it too is like yeah there's days where you feel guilty about things for sure but I think for the most part is like looking at as like taking care of yourself number one is what you need to do to take care of your family because otherwise like I when I first you know had my son I was putting everybody else's needs before mine and I was super afraid and frantic and like crying all the time and it just was not realistic and when I flipped you know it on its head for me to be the number one priority um before you know obviously like my son is hugely important my husband's hugely important but taking care of myself but don't feel bad about saying you're the number one priority I am the number one girl yeah 
Get it, girl. You are important. Own it. Yeah. So it, it, it's still a struggle. <laughs> totally. It's still a struggle because that's not necessarily how like we all grew up, you know, like it, it was very, it's a lot is changing quickly. And um, I think allowing yourself the space to take care of yourself is really something mm-hmm. that I've learned through motherhood mostly. It's like becoming a mother has defined me more in in my own individual identity which probably sounds a little weird to people but I became more confident I became more settled because when you become a mom you have to be really solid on what you believe in what you want what are your non-negotiables um it challenges you to really strengthen your communication or you're going to drown you're going to be like and I started off this way I didn't want to ask for help I wanted to do everything. I wanted to be a rock star business owner. I wanted to be an incredible wife. I wanted to be a superstar mom. And I was going to do it all on my own. And I was literally drowning. Like my husband sat me down and was like, this is not working. (laughs) Like you are in a bad place and you need to figure out what needs to come off your plate so that you can be in a good place because you're going down a really scary path. And I was, I just, I was cracking at every spot and, um, it finally made me realize like, okay, because at the same time I was trying to do all these things amazingly. And I was so insecure that I was doing them all horribly that I was just a complete mess. So it made me, it forced me to communicate what I need, where I feel like I'm slacking, identifying different things in my strengths. And it, it made me actually become a more confident person. And I also became much more of a worrier, but also more chill, which I know is totally like contradicting one another, but <laughs> I worry now about like, like he's, he's at the library with my nanny right now. And I'm like, okay, did they get there? Okay. I know it's only down the street, but she drove down the street with my son in the car. Like what happened? Oh my gosh. Are they fine? Does he have water? Like, you know, so I think about all these little weird things when I, everything's absolutely fine. But then I'm also like, I'm so chill about things around the house or like, if he spills, I'm like, oopsie, let's clean it up. Or, you know, if something rips, it's like, okay, whatever. You know, like I don't, nothing's really a big deal anymore. Like, unless it's his safety. And it's made me just release a lot of control. I definitely am like the typical Virgo, but um, I feel and much- I feel like even with plans with you too. Like when yeah. I've known Heather so long, so like when she, <laughs> we were younger, she'd be like, I, "We have this event to go to, and then we're gonna do this." And I'm like, "Okay," <laughs> so I feel like it's like moved. scheduled to the max. <laughs> yeah, she'd have me being like driving up to LA, which is like a two-hour drive for this <laughs> event, and I'm like, "Okay, here we go," which I never would have done without her. <laughs> um, so I feel like you've also become more like zen and being at home and being with your family and you know totally. having to be like scheduled to the max yeah no I actually have that's so true I'm like much much less scheduled and a pretty big homebody now and mm-hmm. it's great I love it I'm totally fine with it one thing that I ask all my guests is their mom sense moment and it's essentially you know one moment out of I know many that you can kind of pinpoint where you just trusted your gut you trusted that mom sense you have this was actually more of a dad sense, actually. But yeah, so there was this one night where, you know, Vaughn had been pulling some tricks and he'd been trying to do some stall stuff or whatever. And there was one night where he started doing this thing where he'd like wake up and like really scream, but it was for like five seconds and then you'd go back to sleep. So I stopped like, like sprinting in every time he did that because I just wake him up and then I'd have to like put him down for 45 minutes. So he did it one night. And I'm like, he's fine. He's fine. He's going to go back to sleep. And Nick's like, no, this is different. And I'm like, okay. Nick walks in there. He full on has a fever. 
And I'm officially mom fail because I'm like, oh my God, I was going to let him like sort it out for a minute. And even though by, you know, 30 seconds in or two minutes or whatever, I would be like, okay, maybe it's different. But he just like knew right away. It was like his gut was like, no, this is different. Wow. It totally needed to happen. We, you know, we had a high fever. We had to put him in a cool bath. We had to give medicine, like the whole jam. And I was so impressed. I'm like, wow, like get it, dad. Cause he barely wakes up when the monitor noise happens, but he was on like fire that time. Before I even had Aiden, I was pregnant with him. We were looking at daycare options and we went to a facility that had really great reviews. And, you know, I just like went there and I was like, yeah, the people seem nice. Like I'm like, is this what it's supposed to be? I guess. Like I did not feel hundred percent comfortable with the place. I'm sure they're amazing. They had great reviews, but there was something about it that I was like, this is so weird to me. And so my husband and I left and we're like, yeah, that's okay. Like whatever. So the next place we went to was like a friend recommended an in-home daycare and we went to her house and I was like, hundred percent. This is it. Like I feel the connection with her. You know, it was just such, you, you totally felt it. And we both left and we were like, yeah, that's it. Like, this is it. Uh So we stopped looking, we got on the wait list. It was literally our second place we looked. He's been there for two and a half years. He went at five months and like, I have never like questioned a day in my life. Like while he's there, like I don't even have to think about him. So that I think was something that was huge because I could have just been like, Oh yeah, this place is close to home. And like, it has great reviews. You know, it's just really, really following your gut. Um, it's, it's hard to do because you don't, you know, you don't want to look stupid or you don't want to, like, you think of all these things, but at the end of the day, you have to do what's right for you and your family. It's now time for Mom Hall, when we share products we love. We, we always do a fun Mom Hall section where um, you can share any product that you're like loving right now. And it doesn't have to be parenting related. It can be, you know, beauty, wellness, anything. Okay. Well, I am loving, this is, I feel like this is like, I'm so old now. Um, Because the things I'm loving are like my light reflecting glasses. (laughs) Like I'm looking at them right now. I'm like, I'm loving my book club glasses because I'm so tired all the time. And if I'm staring at the screen all day working, my eyes are way more exhausted if I don't have these things on. So I'm loving those. I'm loving my Lunia sleep mask. I now sleep with a sleep mask. Mm-hmm. Incredible because it blocks out the monitor light. It just makes me feel actually restored. So those are two things that I'm obsessed with right now. And taking baths. Brooke always stay on our podcast. Like if there's ever a photo of a bath on our Instagram, it's Heather. Yeah, I'm not a bath person. <laughs> that is something that like saves my life these days. And ice cream. Those are mine. A couple of things that I think are good since we were talking about maternity leave and Heather's heard these before and she may have gotten some of these in her shower gift. (laughs) Um, So I am all about for postpartum. um, So in all transparency, I had, I tore on top of my episiotomy. So I had a three degree tear. And in um, the aftermath, I found the love of, it's a mama washer by baby Frida or mama Frida. Um, so they do the nose sucker as well, but it is a like perennial washer, but it, the way that they've made it is like so much better and easier to like deal with best thing ever. Um, and then also dermaplast, which, um, I thought everyone knew about until I started talking to Heather and she's like, what is that? I'm yeah, like, no idea. <laughs> yeah, one more too. Um, we have been obsessed with bump and blends. I don't know if you're familiar with them or not, but they are a pre and postnatal smoothie company and they basically just 
you know, you can, you can make smoothies and, and do all the ingredients and all that jazz. But for whatever reason, when I try to make them at home, they never turn out as good as if what I got from Nectar or whatever. And they just deliver these to your door. You blend them up and they actually time them with the month of your pregnancy or postpartum. Um, so they give you all these different nutrients that you need during that time phase. And we're just obsessed. Our kids love them. My bond's like getting all these nutrients because we share them. It's really incredible. So that smoothies in general, but the Bump and Blends brand has really been helping us out lately. Let's not forget our quote of the day. Okay. And the last question is a quote that you live by. A quote that I live by. Mm. Just eat the ice cream. Just eat the ice cream. We'll remind you. So so we were talking to our friend actually about... um, we did a podcast on infertility and she had this quote that was so great. It was just by the genes. Cause when you're going through that process, a lot of people are like, well, no, what if I get pregnant? I shouldn't buy the genes. What if I get, you know, I shouldn't do this. And they, they start hesitating on certain things because where they might be. And I think it's not just in relevance to infertility in life. You know, if you're doing different things, you, you hesitate until you have a certain milestone or something. So you know, for me, it's like, just, just eat the ice cream. Just do that one thing that you want to do that you might think you need to wait till X, Y, and Z. Like, just do it if you want to do it. You know, mm-hmm. like what, why hesitate? Why wait? Indulge in life. Cause back to that whole, we have, you know, just today type thing. It's like, you never know if you're going to get tomorrow. So just do it. Mine's not necessarily a quote, but more of a mindset. And I feel like I say this all the time now, especially owning my own business is like everything happens for a reason. Um, I believe that like wholeheartedly. And it really helps me when I tell that to myself, like, you know, maybe I've just lost a pitch or a client is going away or, you know, things personally are happening. Like, I believe there is some reason, um, you know, and I have faith in my religion that there is a reason. So, and like another part of that is like, let go and let God is something that I think about too. Mm. Um, so really being as somebody who is like a big planner and, you know, I have control of certain things, like learning to not control everything. It really helps me to think about like everything happens for a reason. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your stories. I feel like this was just, it was such a fun, like, girl sesh that we had. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I can't wait to have you guys on again. And I'm, I'm so excited to be on Soul Space. Yeah, I <laughs> can't wait. Well, thank you for having us. And we are excited to connect with you and all your listeners. And um, like we said, everyone can find us at soulspace.co on Insta. And we'd love to meet you. I hope you had as much fun as we did on the episode. Aren't Brooke and Heather hilarious? <laughs> I think it's so sweet that they're going through their journey together. Not only are they friends, they're partners um, and colleagues and built soul space together, but their firstborn children are around the same age and are friends. And now they're both pregnant with their second together, which is just like the sweetest thing. Be sure to follow these ladies. Their website is soulspace.co, and that's spelled S-O-L-S-P-A-C-E dot C-O. And they have their podcast episodes on there and their blog and all sorts of resources that are ideal for first-time moms.
And as always, if you have any questions or ideas for show topics, email me at thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com and leave me a review. I love, love, love your feedback. So whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, log on there and leave a review. I'm so, so thankful for your support. Remember, stay strong, super mamas. See you soon. Total mom sense.